0: Did you know that you are a farmer? You may not have an allotment. You may not have a plot or a garden, but you are a farmer. Your allotment is your mind. And the seeds that you plant can bring forth things that you want, or they can bring forth things you don't want. And there are some times that you have weeds growing as a result of what you've planted or even what others have planted. I am Dr. Dooney. I am the mom empowerment coach, family doctor, international speaker, and the best-selling author of the book, Every Mom is a Super Mom. And I am your host on the Wellbeing for Mothers show. And with the Wellbeing for Mothers show, what we do is that we go through ways by which we appreciate ourselves as mothers. We talk about the good, the bad, the ugly. And we also talk about ways that we can enhance our mental, emotional, spiritual well-being so that as we go through life, we're encouraging good health and well-being for ourselves. We're showing our children how to live that life of well-being and growth. And we are also growing and allowing a beautiful, thriving world. Today's talk is about those weeds we allow, those weeds that sprout in our allotment. These allotments that we are referring to is our mind. We are able to take care of those weeds, but it does take some effort. I remember when I was younger, my friends would say, "Um, what does your father do? They would ask about my uh, parents' occupation, and especially your father. They would say, um, what's my father's occupation? My father was, an, was an, a Greek economist. And every time I said to them, oh, my father is an Greek economist, they would say, what's that? And I tried to explain it to them, but they didn't really quite get it. And so at the end of the day, I had to say things like, well, my father is a farmer. <laughs> and then they got it. So after that, I just decided anytime I'm asked in the future, what does your father do? I would say my father is a farmer. But one thing I learned from that encounter and from that role as a farmer's daughter was we have a choice of the crops we plant in the pieces of land we have available. Whether it's your back garden or you have a special allotment. Or perhaps you have some pots where you can put some plants that you want. Whatever that is, you can choose what seeds you would like to plant there. In the back garden we had, because we had quite a bit of uh, land where we had some vegetables and we had some um, cassava. And we had a few crops that we were growing, not for sale, but just for consumption. I saw something very important, and that was there were many times we needed to go around and water or weed around the crops we had planted. Now, because I was really young, I didn't quite understand. I knew that these crops were planted, but I didn't know how the weeds came to be. And that's the same way in our minds. We might plant some desires, some wonderful thoughts, some aspirations and some goals in our lives and in our minds, but somehow we have this negative thought that creeps in or this this disempowering thought that creeps in and we do not know where it's come from. And that is something that many times affects our mood. Because when you have thoughts, it translates to your emotions. The way the thoughts keep going on and on, it's almost like a broken record. And, you know, when that keeps going on and on, many times we don't even turn it off. We don't turn it off. We keep it plain. We moan about it. We complain about it and don't do anything about it. And what that does is that it impacts our emotional well-being. And when that is impacted, we start to feel anxiety, deep sadness, even depression. And sometimes we could even have the mom guilt. These are things that we can nip in the bud. And if perhaps you're one of the moms who perhaps is experiencing this and you feel, oh, no, I've been going over this. Time and time again for years, it's not going to change. I'm here to tell you, you can change that. Why? Because of the superpowers you have. And one of the superpowers that we have, especially as mothers, is our power of creativity. We create the environments that we have available. There are times when, of course, you cannot control what happens in your environment. There are times when you can't control how things turn out. But there are also times when you can intentionally create the environment that you are allowing yourself to experience. I'm going to say that again. There are times that you can intentionally Create the environment you choose to experience. During the pandemic, I remember many people were worried. We didn't know what we were dealing with. Little research was available. People were worried about their jobs. People were worried about bills to pay. But then, in the process of going through that, we also recognized that these situations. were beyond our control. And just taking a little bit from what Stephen Covey said in his book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, he talks about these circles. So we have the circle of influence and we have the circle of concern. Now the circle of influence is that little circle around you, which you have the ability to expand and you have main control Over, You have influence over that circle and what happens in that circle. Beyond that is a much larger circle, which is your circle of concern. For example, things that are happening to your children, happening in their school, things that you probably don't have any control over. You might not even have any way of influencing, but they affect you when you dwell on them or you hear about them or see them happening. So, of course, the pandemic was something that was affecting us. And it was very much in our circle of concern. When that happened, I noticed that my circle of influence regarding that situation shrunk. Now, of course, people will think, oh, my goodness, Dr. Duny, how is it possible that you... Had that, I had quite a few things that were going through my mind and I'm going to call them weeds. One of the weeds that was going through my mind was, oh my goodness, I am one of the frontline workers. I'm a family doctor. My patients will not have had a screen. They would come to see me. I will see them face to face. I will make contact with them because they are unwell. I might pick up this horrible bug and take it home to my family. Then I thought to myself as well, I have not got um, another way of taking care of the children in terms of education. I am going to homeschool. Now that school is closed. Then, of course, I had to think about all the other things, the, the business, the bills and everything else. So there were so many weeds that were sprouting. And they were not sprouting one at a time. They were sprouting in multitudes. These multitude of weeds were quite choking, I would say. And that compressed my circle of influence. I remember when I was listening to the news and that was because I wanted to get information. What's happening with this virus? What is the idea behind it? What do we do in terms of uh, prevention from public health? But I listened to the news. I remember on that fateful day, I was making um, dinner and I kept going to the living room from the kitchen. And there was this particular scene where one of my colleagues, another family doctor, was being interviewed by the news agency. And she started speaking. She said, well, we're still seeing patients. It's..." They're a bit challenging. We do not have PPE. That is exactly how she sounded. She was so short of breath. It even made me feel short of breath. And at that point, I started to cry. Of course, seeing my colleague struggling the way she was, was painful for me to behold, but also the impact that this was having was quite profound, especially in a moment where we had the unknown hanging over our heads. That was the day I decided that I needed to make a decision because I did not realize the amount of negative impact that my actions, all because I was looking for information, was having on me. So one of the main things when we have weeds sprouting, which they will always do, there are many times things happen in our circle of concern we have no control over, and they will sprout. And when they do sprout, what do you do? These weeds need to be uprooted. Not just cut down, don't just take a cutlass and slash them down, uproot them. Remove them from the roots. Why? Because when you slash them, they will grow because they have taken roots. And the funny thing about these weeds is that they do not need as much care as our plants do, as our desired crops do. They do not need a particular type of moisture or adequate sunshine or whatever manure. They don't need that much. They just sprout and they they tend to flourish so well. So we need to be mindful about those weeds. So one of the first things I did was making that decision because getting rid of weeds that are growing in your mind Affecting your mental health and well-being is making an intention. Every step is very intentional. And one thing about being intentional is it gives you back your influence. And as you take back your influence, which is a superpower, you expand your circle of influence. There, you feel that you can breathe again. You feel that you can think again. You feel that you can do more things in your development and your growth. And as you take those intentional steps, your mental well-being improves. That translates to your emotions, which of course improve. And as mothers, we know our children are always watching us. When our children see that our mental and emotional well-being is improving, what do they do? They emulate. You might tell your child something. Don't worry about that problem. Don't be concerned. Everything is going to be fine. You could say that, but if you say that and you're not acting that, they will pick up on how you're acting and act the same way. That is so important and I'm going to repeat it. If you tell your child, do not be afraid and you're not acting in accordance to what you have said, they will take how you're acting and express that in their own actions. And so we need to make sure that as we are saying, do not worry, we are also acting that Half. We are doing that intentional process of believing that there is a way, there is a positive outcome, and there is the ability to change situations from those things we do not want to things we want. And so the first decision was I needed to stop listening to the negative things that were putting those weeds in my mind one of such was the news i definitely turned off (laughs) the news and decided okay i need to know what is happening i need to find scientific reputable news sources that would not just be reading out every hour So many thousand people have died and so many thousand people are on admission and the ICU is full. What are we going to do? The market is crashing. I did not need that. I needed to know what is happening with this condition. What is the preventative measure I can put in place to prevent the spread of the infection? What are the things I can do to enhance my immunity? And what are the things I can do to enhance the immunity, the well-being of my children? That was my main concern. And of course, expanding that further, because I know that there are many mompreneurs that are perhaps listening to this. You also think about, okay, now that this situation has happened, I do not have control over it. The next thing is, how would this serve my business? How will this serve this enterprise I have at hand? Do you need to change a few things? Do you perhaps need to pivot? Do you need to make some changes, employ someone, get some help, ask? So those are certain things that were the first thought processes to get those intentional actions in place, that decision to cut that noise, to cut that thought process that was breaking my um, morale and my well-being down. So you need to stop the source. Stop the source of whatever is planting weeds into your own mind. So be mindful of the things you listen to. Be mindful of the things you, the places you go. Also be very mindful of the people that you surround yourself with. If you go to a place and everybody's just saying how bad the weather is, how horrible the situation is, what do you think the impact is going to be on you? You will start to feel that way. And you find out that even your posture would change. You would suddenly be slouched over. You will suddenly start to feel tired. You'll start to feel some aches and pains in your joints. These are ways by which our mind, our emotions, our body express negativity. And so we need to be mindful. We need to be intentional. The other thing is, getting your utensils, whatever tools you require. Um, I remember when I was in high school, my brother um, decided he wanted to do agricultural science. And being an agricultural science student, he had a portion of the farm where he planted his own crops. Now, he didn't end up being an agricultural economist like my father. He took a different route. But for this he had his allotments and he, he made heaps. I remember those days, we would have a look and we'd see him with his hoe and his cutlass. It was all very manual. He would carry that in his backpack. And um, early in the morning when we were dropped off at school, the first thing he did before he went to class or to the assembly ground was to go to check his farm. And <laughs> that, of course, happened after maybe a rainfall overnight because he goes, oh my goodness, my hips have flattened. And then he goes and, you know, piles up the heap again and remove the weeds around. That is what we need to do continuously. That cultivation we need to do to ensure that we are uprooting those negative thoughts. We are uprooting those um, limiting thoughts. The reason why we uproot them And we strive to make sure that they are not persistently sat in our minds is because when you leave a negative thought in your mind, it becomes a negative belief. And then when you dwell on that negative belief, it affects your ability to take action or your ability to move forward or your ability to be the best version of yourself. So it's so important that we think about that when we are cultivating our minds, we are removing those weeds. So there are a few questions that I'm going to go through and I know we are probably covering a lot today, but I think it will be a very useful thing if you're able to, if you're enjoying this, download this, share it with others. Make sure you subscribe so that you are notified anytime we release a new episode because this is something that many people would need to work on and do. Mothers, as we do it, our children are watching and they can do it as well. This is an exercise for everyone. While, of course, my focus is for mothers because I know what it's like to have those weeds in your mind as a mother and the impact they can have on you, which are quite deleterious. And what a relief it can be when you get rid of those weeds, you empower yourself as you grow through life. It's so liberating. So that's the reason why it's important that while you're listening, and I know you might be listening while you're walking, doing your chores, driving, come back to this episode. Listen to this again, and perhaps when you're doing that, bring out your journal and your pen and take notes. So, there are a few questions that I would like you to share with you that you can utilize to help you with your uprooting process, uprooting those weeds. One is when you have those questions that are perhaps not as empowering as you would want them to be, perhaps they are downright negative and debilitating, those weeds, you ask, is this true? Now, of course, there are times when you would think, oh, of course it's true. I mean, there is a pandemic, there is an infection going round, there is this report of so many numbers of people But is it true? Because those kind of beliefs that come into our minds, the kind of thoughts that come into our minds, they come with, oh my goodness, I'm going to get this disease. I'm going to die. They have just reported so many people are dying. Oh my goodness, I do not want to die. And those kind of fear thoughts are the ones that break us down. I was having a discussion with some friends and I said to them, I said, well, whenever we don't know about something, it brings a lot of fear. I have friends who have heard about malaria, but they have never experienced malaria before. And when you when I speak to them about malaria, they are terrified, oh my goodness, that horrible disease that kills people, that terrible condition that breaks people down. And um, when they finish telling me about the, how horrible malaria is, I smile and I say to them, "Did you know?" that there was a time in my life when I used to have malaria every month. (laughs) And as a matter of fact, there was a time in my life that I had cerebral malaria. And they would look at me in disbelief because they could not believe that I had malaria many, many times and I'm still here alive with them. So that, of course, brings to mind different conditions as well. When we do not understand the clinical condition, and that's the same for dementia, cancer, whatever condition that is, any viral condition, whatever it is, if you do not understand it fully, there is that fear that comes with not knowing. But there is the power that comes with, okay, I may not know everything about it, but this is so much that I know. And so we need to ask questions like, is it true? Now, you do not have to go and do a doctoral thesis to prove whether something is true or not. Simple facts will show to you that most of the things you hear are not 100% true. So yes, it might have some element of truth, but sometimes that can be challenged. And that is where some of the weeds that we challenge get a bit of shaky ground. Because when you ask, is it true? that if I get this virus, I will die, you'll find out that there are people that have gotten it and did not die. You'll find out that someone got cancer and did not die. You'll find out that someone had dementia and did not have a miserable life. So, is it true? Whatever that belief is for you, whatever that thought, negative thought that is going in your mind like a weed, challenge it with the first question, is it true? Then the next question you need to ask is, does this show me love and compassion? You know why? Because many negative thoughts are not kind. They're not compassionate. They're not loving in any way. And when something is not kind, not compassionate, not loving, it breaks you down. It reduces your vibrations to the lower vibration levels. And then you start to feel exhausted. You start to feel lost. You do not know what to do. You get confused. And of course, when that happens, it manifests in different ways. When you have a thought process that's going in this direction, you then have a physical manifestation with things like brain fog, confusion, worry, anxiety, you perhaps have shaky palms, difficulty making decisions, and the list goes on. So you need to ask, is this kind? Is this compassionate? Is it showing me compassion? And most of the time, the answer to that is no. Okay. And when you ask those questions, it starts to even shake the foundation of those weeds even further and would make the uprooting process easier for you to do. So do not be afraid to ask these questions. So I want you to look at these two simple questions and see how you can utilize them to shake the foundation of the weeds you're trying to uproot. This morning, I was taking the bin out because the bin um, is taken out by the big trucks that come around every street. So I was bringing the bins out. And when I did that, I noticed that um, perhaps there was a strong wind that had blown some of the rubbish from my neighbor's bin into my front garden. Now, of course, when I noticed that I decided, okay, fine, I'll use the opportunity to just do a little bit of TLC to my front garden. So I picked up all the rubbish and I threw them in the bin. And then I decided to just get my hole and my gloves and just start to get rid of the little weeds that were sprouting in the midst of my flowers. Now, what happened was I saw so many varied amounts of weeds. There were some that all I needed to do was to have my index finger and my thumb to just pull up and they came up so easily. There were others that had so many um, spiky bits and they had a tap roots. The root was like long, so I had to tug at it quite a bit. And because it was um, a spiky plant, I could not really grasp it because it was going to hurt my finger. But then I had to use the hole to dig quite deep to get to the root and then pick it from the root and just pull it out. And there were some of these weeds that had multiple rootlets that were securing it in place. And so I had to do a lot of multiple, um, like a circular motion to get that out of the ground. So whenever you're taking those weeds out of your mind, sometimes you need to use varied techniques. Today, I have brought to you one main, beautiful, simple-to-do technique. And next time, I will come with another technique by which you can uproot whatever weeds are limiting you from being who you want to be, doing what you want to do, and having what you want to have. I am Dr. Duny. I am the mom empowerment coach. I'm a family doctor, international speaker, best-selling author of the book, Every Mom is a Super Mom, and the host on the Wellbeing for Mothers show. I would like to give you a special gift. And that is a access to these questions that you can ask. There are quite a few, and I'm going to put them out in a way that you can address the different weeds as they come to you. So I'll make that available. Just DM me the word weeds. Okay. So I know that sounds very um, (laughs) weird, but yes, get in touch on my social media and DM me the words weeds and I'll get those questions across to you so that you can have those questions that can help you get the weeds out of your allotment, out of that mind that is being cluttered with all those negative things. We want to get rid of these weeds. They are negative thoughts and we do not want them to become limiting beliefs. And if they have already become limiting beliefs, it's not the end. You can get them out. It all starts with a decision to be intentional about your mental well-being. Until next time, I ask that you stay well and continue to be the best version of yourself. This is Dr. Dooney signing off for now.